0: What is up, everybody? This is Jesse Lee, and um, yeah, I'm uh, recording for my podcast again on uh, internet marketing and business and all that kind of stuff, and I'm recording... um (laughs) <laughs> a very exciting episode today. This is sort of an update episode because those of you who have been following me, I've been looking at the analytics and there's, you know, listens and listens trickling in. And um, I know that I have kind of <laughs> neglected recording anything for a little while, but it's for a good reason. And I'll share on this podcast why. Uh, and then, um, you know, as I was kind of contemplating, I wanted to do this update, but uh, what do I want to talk about today? And I think what I'd like to talk about today is optimizing thinking. Um, and there's a lot of different parts to this. Uh, there's so there's just so much to it, you know, just so much. Um, but I, I wanted to give just a couple little things uh, today about that. Because those of you who are trying to start your own business or maybe you, you're an employee in another company, whatever it might be, you know that you have tasks. And this stuff will, you know, it will apply to even stuff outside of work, uh, because it's thinking you think everywhere, right? Um, so you, you gotta <laughs> kind of like taking a, a note of some of the things I'll talk about today. They'll help you. Hopefully They'll hopefully they'll help you in all areas of your life. Um, yeah, so, um, So yeah, so this is sort of a two-part episode. One is going to be a short update on kind of why I haven't recorded in a while and my life situation. Uh, It's very exciting, like I mentioned. And then going into, yeah, mindset. uh, And not not just mindset, but the actual process of thinking uh, when it comes to your business or whatever you're doing. Um, So... Well, uh, let's jump into it. So, why haven't I recorded in a while? Okay, so this is a, I'm very excited to uh, talk about this. I actually got a job at Clavio. Now, those of you who you know you're listening to me, you're thinking, well, you're running a podcast on online business. Uh, why would you go get a job? Um, there's a, a lot of good reason for this. So, some of you may or may not know who Clavio is, um, but Clavio is. Uh, you know, it's a great company. It's a great company. They are a Shopify app. They're actually the number one Shopify app on the Shopify app store. Uh, that's the email and SMS marketing service that ties directly into Shopify store owners stores so that when people are browsing, if they purchase something or if they abandon their cart, we're the ones that send those marketing emails to them. So, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. My, my job is basically I help. Like I am somewhere between, you know, just, I, I know the platform really well. I was using it for a long time. Those of you who have talked to me, you know, if you, if you're listening and you've, uh, talked to me about consultation and I've, I've given you, you know, my knowledge or whatever it was, you know, that I've probably talked to you about Clavio before, if you're in the email, uh, especially the e-commerce world. So, um, the reason I went for this is because, you know, I was, uh, doing my own consultation last year and I loved it. It was great. Um, although this is, you got to think kind of, uh, yeah, kind of in the middle of the season of COVID. Um, it's, it was very stressful too. You know, um, I grew a lot, which is great. You know, that's just sort of the process. Um, but I, I loved every bit of being on my own. I love creating my own schedule and things like that. And, uh. But the reality is, too, is, you know, sometimes it's nice to just have a job. And for me, I've been mostly 1099 throughout my entire life. Um, and so when I found out Clavio was hiring, I took this as an opportunity to learn more about the bigger business side of things. Now, in my history, just so everyone is aware, I have gone at the Internet marketing venture more from an indie you know, uh, how how would you say this? Like a solopreneur perspective where it's just me, right? I'm the one writing the blog posts, or if I'm hiring anybody, it's normally outsourcing on something like Fiverr. Um, and I'm, I'm writing the sales letters. I'm putting the websites together. You all know that that's, you know, good, but it can get a little overwhelming. Um, and so you eventually have to start expanding. And that's what I was looking at the past, I would say eh, maybe two or three years. I really started outsourcing a lot more but I know there's when it comes to the outsourcing and things like that, I always I loved what I was learning as I was going through, but I always thought, you know, if I could get a job with a company in the internet marketing world, you know, and, and learn what they're doing from the inside out and really get a handle on it, uh, instead of having to learn everything on my own and and uh kind of get, you know, beat up, which you all know as as uh anybody who's trying to start your own project. Um you know, it's like Elon Musk says, uh, his buddy, you know, says starting a business is like eating glass and staring into the abyss. And it's totally true sometimes because it's very painful. Uh, That's the eating glass part. And then you also don't know if it's going to work out. And that's the staring into the abyss part. Um, So uh, yeah, business is just, it's always competitive. If you're not innovating and competing, uh, you're probably going to be left behind. So, um, So I always thought, you know, um, over the past few years, I was doing info marketing and things like that. And I always wanted to get more involved in the tech side of things in the internet marketing world. So I, I told myself if I could get a job with a company who's really doing it, um, I would take that opportunity, even if it was for a little while, just to learn things. And, you know, if I ever go back on my own again, it'll just serve me better. Um, so Clavio is a perfect opportunity. You know, it's amazing. It's, uh, yeah, um, it's it's been this unbelievable ride since I've been there, and my role is I'm essentially doing very similar things to what I was doing on my own, where I'm giving people consultation on how to implement certain practices and strategies when it comes to their business, which has been really awesome. And they hired me specifically for text message marketing, which is something I was doing before uh, before I got on board Clavio is all the, you know, I was working with things like chatmatic and ManyChat to do messenger marketing tied together with email marketing and text message marketing to make, you know, time them out to where they're hitting customers at the exact right time. So it's really fits with what I was doing and I love it very much. I'm super excited for it. And so anyway, when I got hired, they made me sign paperwork that said, Hey, you can't have any other businesses while you're on board here. And, uh, So, I kind of put all my projects aside. And then, as I was doing the onboarding, getting through the process, realizing I was getting more comfortable, I thought, you know, I could go back to podcasting because this isn't really a business for me, at least not at the moment. So, um, at the time you listen to this, I may, you know, in the future, I may still be working at Clavio or maybe I've moved on. So, um, yeah, just this is a bit of a caveat, too, to say that none of these you know even though i work for clavio none of these opinions or anything that i'm giving uh stand for clavio's viewpoints or anything like that this is not a clavio sponsored message at all this is still my own independent uh internet marketing you know e-commerce solopreneur my own thing so none of this has anything to do with clavio other than the fact that um you know i just happen to work there right now so Anyway, very exciting, Uh, so yeah, so let's go ahead, (coughs) excuse me, Uh, let's go ahead and also if you hear me pacing, by the way, I realize you might hear my footsteps or or floorboards creaking in the background, it's because, I don't know if I've ever told any of this, um, those of you who probably listen to my podcast know that I really just shovel a lot of information into these and it's because my mind (laughs) just, sometimes it doesn't stop and so I just got to get it out. Uh, and when that happens, my mind can move very fast. And sometimes I talk fast, I slur my words and I, you know, um, you know, don't pronounce things very well. And the other thing that I do is I pace, uh, and this happens whenever I'm in a deep conversation, doesn't matter what it is. If I'm deeply involved in thought, whether it's me monologuing, podcasting, or thinking about something, maybe I'm trying to come up with a strategy, uh, or a a plan for whatever thing I'm working on at the time over, you know, overcome a a roadblock, or, uh, yeah, maybe I'm I'm podcasting. So uh, those of you who heard my podcast before, you probably heard me just walking around, I don't know, airports and things like that with all sorts of background noise. So, uh, yeah, just so you're aware. That's what's going on. Um, yeah, so let's jump into it. Optimizing thinking. Now, there are so many parts to this, um, but I the main thrust of this episode is, is I wanted to talk about the effects of when you start to optimize your thinking. Um, and then I also wanted to talk on t- like t- just two very kind of, um, what would you call them, kind of tactical things when it comes to analyzing how your brain works. Uh, now, the first thing in terms of, yeah, so the tactical stuff will be things that you can actually take and start using as a tool to figure out, okay, how can I start optimizing my thinking? But the first part I want to say is just the overall effect of what happens when you start to optimize your thinking. Um, it really is, um, you, you know, we kind of go through life and we oftentimes we react to things. Things are going a certain way and maybe we have the same uh, hurdles or roadblocks um, kind of over and over again. But what ends up happening is when you start to really try to optimize your thinking, um, you you still encounter roadblocks but the you know you they're sort of in different ways like you grow so that the old roadblocks that maybe you were kind of stuck in a rut if you had a very you know uh consistent pattern of thinking for your you know maybe all of your life up until so for me I really tried to start working on this maybe 4 or 5 years ago uh like really working on it maybe a little bit more maybe 6 7 something like that but it wasn't until the past few two or 3 that it really started to sink in where I started formulating my goals on paper and things like that. Um, That was something that I was never taught when I was younger. There was very little structure. My parents were divorced, so I didn't see a lot of them. My dad left and my mom had to start working. So I feel like, I don't know if this is correct, but I feel like there might've been like weeks at a time where I didn't see either of my parents. Um, And so while there was, um, you know, there was no judgment in terms of what I do, you know, what, what I wanted to do, like when I grew up, you know, like things like that in terms of, you know, career path or whatever, thinking about my future, there was, there's no judgment, right? Um, I never received a, Oh, that's dumb. You shouldn't do that. You know? And I, and I know some people who were raised like that and it's, it's very damaging. Um, however, so I didn't, I wasn't raised in that way, but I also didn't have structure and and I didn't have anybody to help me think through how to look at the future, right? So I got stuck in the same ruts over and over again. And uh, yeah, I also had a lot of, you know, really, I made a really, like a lot of really poor decisions that got me in a lot of trouble. And because they got me into trouble, it gave me a negative experience. And oftentimes, uh, some of you know, anything to do with clinical psychology, uh, it can sort of be... A spiral in your mind where you come up with a a belief about why things are happening to you. And then based on that belief, you kind of, there's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy that can happen through that. Um, Give you a perfect example. Somebody, you know, gets abandoned by their parents and they they have a trauma wound there. uh, Right. So the brain doesn't like unfinished questions. So if you're asking yourself, well, why did I, why did so-and-so leave? Why did my, you know, why did I get abandoned in this way? Um you know, oftentimes you see a a common message people will tell themselves if they're in that situation is that, uh, they are unlovable for instance, which is a really sad thing, you know, and obviously it's a lie, you know, everyone, you know, I don't care who it is. Everyone has the capacity to, you know, like, like not, I mean, I, I, I guess I can't speak for really evil characters in history, but, um, you know, in general, it's like, you know, people are lovable. Um, even if they have these really nasty traits, oftentimes you find, even if people are doing some severe wrong in their mind, they might even think that it's a really good thing. Um, so now obviously I'm excluding, you know, certain personality types and disorders and things like that. But, um, in general, you have somebody who's abandoned. If they have somewhat of a, you know, highly functioning mind, like an adult, you know, uh, well, you know, a formed mind that's somebody who's, you know, in their adult years. What can end up happen is they, they play the same thing over and over and they think, well, I'm unlovable. So uh, and every time something happens where they feel that sense of abandonment, anything can trigger it. Uh, they replay that message. So it gets deeply ingrained. And so they find, you know, what ends up happening with people. And that's just one example, but think what it is for you. Think, uh, is there any thought and, and it's not even, you can't even put it into words necessarily like the limbic system, which I believe is the, uh, emotional system. And I could have this wrong people, you know, people who actually study the brain, um, in terms of the anatomical uh, kind of wiring, might get mad at me here. So forgive me if I have the incorrect terminology, but there is a, an emotional sort of center to your brain that will kind of give you these feelings. And so you may not even have words associated with them, but um, you know, you're know you going to have them and you're going to feel discouraging, right? So maybe it's something like I'm not lovable, or maybe it's something like oh, I'm, I'm just not good enough at whatever I, I try, uh, or... Maybe it's, oh, well, everything's always up to me. Like, I'm always going to feel abandoned or like uh, I always have to figure things out by myself, whatever it is. You know, these, these are just various potential messagings. You, you might be, uh, even if you don't have the words for them, there's a feeling there that, you, th- you know, that would be the best way you could express that feeling. So kind of think and I want you to like, this is one of the practical exercises we'll, you know, we can talk about just real quick. Try to identify that the next time you have an extreme emotional reaction, whether it's anger, anger, sadness, uh, you know, feeling of, you know, despair, whatever it is. Ask yourself, is this feeling something I've felt before? And if it is, try to write down what that feeling is in words, and try to find all the experiences where that happened, because um, oftentimes what. Well, you know, if it's something that plays over in your mind, you'll start to see, oh, that's like a pattern that I have. Then you can start working on that pattern because it's just all it is is a statement, right? Just because you're having the thought doesn't actually mean it's true. So, um, yeah, it's this is a really great thing when you kind of start healing your brain in that way and you're working on thinking what ends up happening in uh, man, it's really amazing what ends up happening is if you really start to optimize how you think it's like optimizing the engine in your car, it's like everything gets better, right, Um, like, you know, you're driving in your car, and you're like, oh, I didn't make it to point B today, or I ran out of gas, or whatever, you know, my battery went, you know, maybe you don't know what's going on under the hood of the car, but you're like, dang it, for some reason, my car is acting up, I was pushing the, the gas pedal, and it wasn't really accelerating that fast, it was sputtering the whole way, and yeah, it kind of got me to point B, or maybe it stalled out, maybe by the time I got to point B, I was late, you know, whatever it is, maybe you don't know anything about cars, but for some reason, you know, something's wrong, because you keep on struggling with stuff, and, and the outside scenario, the outside world, right, that driving from point A to B, think of that as like anything that you're trying to do, you know, whatever it is, you're just trying to get a project done, or you're trying to deal with a family member, or, or a boss, or an employee, whatever it is, You know, that's something where um, you start optimizing your thinking. It's like tuning the car up, and all of a sudden, all of your attempts to go from point A to point B—you know, whether it's whatever that that represents for um, you—like I said, maybe it's a dealing with a relationship professionally or personally, whatever it is—you start to work on your your brain. Everything that you go to do actually gets better, Um, and so. This is really kind of a big part of my journey towards getting this job at Clavio um, and uh, and also you know for years of being my own my own kind of paying my way through school, playing gigs and things like that and just doing my own work um, you know when you start out, you don't have many competencies and you don't have a lot of self esteem you're thinking you know you know got to think when you graduate high school or college in your late teens, early twenties, whatever it is. And you might not have a very good, you know, view of yourself, but as you start to gain those competencies and you really optimize your brain uh, and you work on your skill sets and things like that, just the most amazing things can happen. So, um, so yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. So optimizing your brain uh, in terms of how you think, um, fixing old wounds, whatever it is, coming up with patterns that you know you have whether they're good or bad you know finding out what those are really trying to take a look under the hood of the car right uh things inside your brain it's like you might not know anything about it it's just like under the hood of the car if you're not a mechanic it can be scary when you you try to look under there you don't know exactly what you're looking at but i promise if you just start over time tinkering with it um you're gonna figure out how that engine works it might take you know a few years but if you can take you know you know, five years to really optimize your brain in the way you think, right? Just commit to reading some books, maybe go into some coaching or therapy or whatever it is, uh, performance coaching or or uh, therapy, trauma therapy, if that's something you need as you start to work on, on optimizing your brain. Um, everything gets better because, because so often we, we do try to optimize things in our life, but we try to optimize the actual outside situation. We try to optimize that driving point A to point B, right? It's like, you know, you're trying to optimize. (laughs) That's like trying to optimize the road when you're in your car, right? (laughs) You you picture, picture like, Oh, I, I drive from point A to B and my, you know, I didn't get there you know, on time, or maybe my car stalled out. It's like you're blaming the road, and you're trying to fix the road. It's like don't work on the road, don't work on the projects that you think you're. Trying. I mean, you work on the projects, right? But what you really want to do is work on looking under the hood. And uh, if you can get your brain in line, man, it does some powerful stuff. Uh, and that's that's where you know I th- this is sort of a message to hope that anybody's listening. Um, you know, I I never I, didn't, I don't have a, a worthwhile degree. I got a freaking music degree, right? It's not worth anything. Um, but you know, I've been working for myself, like I said, almost my entire adult life. And now I got a job at the number one app store on all of (laughs) Shopify's platform. Um, you know, so it's, and it's doing something I absolutely love, doing the strategy advice and helping people implement stuff. You know, I just helped a customer. This is amazing. I just helped a customer implement a text message marketing plan. And um, I showed her not only the technique of how to, you know, set all the stuff up with Klaviyo, but then I showed her some strategies. We implemented the strategies. And in literally eight days, she made an investment of, let's see, um, I want to say it was about $35. Yeah, I think it was about thirty-five dollars, and she made about eight thousand dollars in eight days off of this strategy. So it's it's really powerful. It's really amazing. So um, this is something I love. I love being able to help business owners get their stuff off the ground. Um, Yeah, and so now I'm I'm working at a really awesome tech company that does exactly that. So. Anyway, so that's the update and then the thinking part. Now, I wanted to give, and I talked about some you know, advice on how to optimize the brain as an example, but now I really want to give you a, a, very tactical, uh, a very tactical view of something you can start analyzing in yourself, right? So this will be my advice for this epi- episode, uh, very specific, actually actionable advice, not just concepts like I was talking about before about optimizing your brain, all right? So here it is. Uh, Do you think strategically, right? Or do you think... What's a better way to put this? Let me me actually put it this way. Do you think... um, Let's see. I'm trying to figure out how to best put this. (laughs) Do you... you, uh, Computer guys will know what I'm talking about when I ask this. I'll have to break it down. Do you think in a linear fashion... Or do you think in a parallel fashion, right? And what I mean by that is this. There are certain people that are meant to be more like project managers, right? Where they have a lot of different um, things that there's like a lot of different plates that they're spinning, right? They maybe have... um, they have a guy that they're working with that does computer programming, and then they have someone else that does the marketing and things like that, right? Uh, and so they're kind of balancing plates, and they have someone else who is copywriting, right? And they have many people underneath them, and so they have um, multiple things that they're balancing, right? And they're, they they have the ability to sort of multitask with their brain. Um, they Maybe they can kind of think about multiple things at one time. Or another, uh, this seems to be a more common thing with women um, after now i don 't know all of the statistics across you know everyone ever who 's ever been born, but off of some sample sizes of maybe five or ten thousand people on some uh, uh, there 's a, a, a lady her name is uh, Shanti Feldhan, and her husband jeff Feldhan, they they actually ran a bunch of experiments uh, kind of figuring out the differences between, uh, men's brains and women's brains. And I know this is probably going to piss off some, some people who are, you know, um, you know, that get really into the gender debate. Uh, this is not about, this is not a political rant. I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm just telling you the results of, uh, surveys that were taken, um, off of, you know, uh i know one of them was about 5000 people and then there were some other ones that that were even more so we'll say uh yeah it's a it was a good representation of sample size um but here's what they found in general women have the ability to think about multiple things at one time now there are some exceptions um there are uh maybe about 20 uh from the stats i saw yeah, 20-ish to 25% of women that don't think like that, and they think more like most men. Now, how do most men think? Most men think, uh, typically, again, this is about, I want to say 75-80% of them, based on these studies, most of them have a very linear, very linear way of thinking. Meaning, uh, they can't multitask, meaning they have to focus on one thing at a time. And if it seems like they're multitasking, they're not, they're just flipping from one thing to another quickly. Um, so that being the case, um, Yeah, this is something really that is. if you can figure out how you think, if you are able to multitask or if you're not able to, you're going to improve the efficiency of your work. Um, This is something I I did not know about myself. And then after I read some of these uh, resources and books and, and studies... Uh, I thought to myself, you know what? Yeah, that is how my brain works. I cannot multitask at all. It is not possible for me to do it. If I try to do it, I will end up dropping everything. Um, This is just the sad reality of how my brain works. So if that's you, and again, there's about 20 to 25 percent of women who actually think that way as well. But in general, men sort of think linearly. And in general, women sort of think linearly. Uh, they can multitask in their mind and have multiple things on their mind at one time. So that being the case, this is going to help you when you go to not only do your specific role, but if you're dealing with other people, knowing how they work is going to help you uh, understand them and help you deal with them, right? So if you can multitask and you have that, uh, you know, maybe you're meant to be a project manager where you can balance multiple plates inside your brain at one time, right? If you're like me, that's not going to be possible. So, for me, and this is a lot of entrepreneurs, um, they found if you if you have too many tasks at one time, it will it will uh, lead to ineffic- inefficiency. Actually, there's a lady. Her name is Juliet Funt, who has done a lot of studies on this as well. She was saying about um, entrepreneurs, uh, it's typically um, better in terms of projects that you have, right? Uh, that you only have two projects going at any given time, you know, in in your work life, two major projects. And, and, uh, and the reason she said two is one is optimal, but oftentimes, so for instance, what will end up happening if you're, you're starting a project, right? You start a sales campaign, maybe you're waiting for something to turn over, right? Right. So for me, perfect example is like, okay, I go start a Google ads campaign and I want to run some ads to an offer, see if I can get some, um, get some income off of that. Well, anybody who's ever run PPC knows that the first week to two weeks of a PPC campaign, sometimes longer depending on your budget, maybe it's the first month, um, really all you're doing is waiting. And you're, you're just waiting for whatever ad platform you're using to do all the bidding um, so that you can get information, right? So you have a few weeks where you start this whole campaign, you do a bunch of work on it, and you set it live, and now you just got to wait for a couple weeks. So this is why Juliette Funt says, you know, two projects tends to be the optimal amount for productivity when it comes to people who, yeah, the entrepreneurial types that are overly ambitious like myself that want to do a thousand projects, right? But I, I'm a linear thinker, so I just can't do a thousand projects. So, um, right? So so basically, you want to cut it down. Uh, anything more than three. They, uh, her, her organization found, which I believe her organization is called Whitespace. I think it's at whitespace.com. I could be mistaken about that, but yeah, just check out Juliet Funt if you want to check any more. Um, she deals with workplace productivity and she is amazing. Um, yeah, so, so if this is you, if, um, <laughs> uh, you know, you got to figure out if you're a linear thinker or if you are a, um, what was I going to say? <laughs> see, I'm so. Uh, see, I'm a very linear thinker. I just did it right. I kind of got distracted. I can't think about multi multiple things at one time, but my mind will flip from one topic to another very quickly. So it's like a squirrel kind of darting around. Um, so I've been told I have ADD before, uh, I never got an official diagnosis. So, uh, you can be the judge for yourself anyway. So, so just keep that in mind. Are you a, you know, a linear thinker or are you a parallel thinker? Are you running your, your, uh, computer in parallel or you run it in a in, uh, linear fashion? Um, and the way you can think about those, uh, I always think about running parallel, like you're baking cookies, right? You sort of throw all the ingredients into one bowl at one time and, uh, you know, you could do all the steps at the same time, you know, you know, and then you go to bake the cookies, you just bake them, right? But doing a pizza is different. First, you got to start with the dough and then you got to start with, and then you go to make the sauce and then you put the sauce on top of the dough um, and then you put the cheese on top of that and then you put the pepperoni. So it's stepwise. So that's a linear function. So uh, that's, that's a, hopefully that, that makes sense in terms of how I'm trying to describe a, uh, you know, the, the different ways people think. Now, the other way you might think, uh, the the other two levels are, are you a strategic thinker or are you a tactical thinker? A tactical thinker is somebody who's down in the weeds, who's doing more technical work. Maybe programmers are tactical thinkers. You can think of it like that. Programmers are, um, you know, they are very technical, right? And they very much like, you know, solving Rubik's cubes and things like that. Um, There's certain types of tactics that you might be good at, certain other ones that you're not right? And this is a entrepreneur. This is where you got to figure out, uh, maybe, or maybe a manager of some sort. Maybe you're not an entrepreneur. Um, you have to figure out where do you need to start outsourcing tasks that you're not good at, right? Cause in general, like I, I'm, I'm tactical when it comes to some stuff. Like I understand computer programming concepts, you know, I understand how, you know, like I used to love solving Rubik's cubes and things like that. Um, But at a certain point, some of it can bog me down, right, Uh, depending on platforms. So um, there are certain things that I know I'm just not good at. And, uh, for instance, one of them is working with any Microsoft product. (laughs) So Bing Ads is a perfect example of, you know, that's just a tactical thing. There's a lot of copy and pasting over and over. I'm not good at that sort of stuff. There are people who are really good at that. I'm not. I have a little bit of dyslexia. It's hard for me to, you know, Kind of uh, see a lot of you know stuff on the screen and not get it kind of jumbled up. Everything starts turning into zebras for me after a while. So uh, so if that's if you might be like me where you're like um, a little more strategic, higher level, right? So I'm a linear thinker. I do really well at. Coming up with kind of you know mapping out customer journeys, things like that, uh, mapping out funnels, messaging, tying stuff together. I do a little bit worse when it comes to actual the tactical work of implementing, you know, building funnels or starting PPC campaigns, thing, things like that. So for me, I do better at coming up with the plan, right, and then outsourcing who does that thing, right. So I've got the strategy. Uh, and this is why I, I love consulting, right? It's like, that's something I like. I like teaching it. I like talking to people about kind of how to uh, approach the concepts of what you need when you go into a business, whether it's, you know, finding your customer persona or avatar, as they call it, copywriting, things like that, what you kind of need to do in terms of SEO strategy, kind of building the different levels of your, your marketing campaigns. Um, but when it comes to actually implementing them, it's it's kind of a drag for me. So I, I just tend to outsource that stuff except for writing. Uh, I love doing copywriting. Um, oddly enough, as somebody who's dyslexic, um, I can't stand technical writing, but when it comes to sales, copywriting now that I can get on board with. So, um, cause that's a whole kind of different ball game. Um, and your grammar doesn't matter as much there <laughs> quite honestly. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so yeah, uh, so so yeah so so take those pieces really try to over the next week or two you know month kind of start to figure out okay the two two things I mapped out here are you a linear thinker or a parallel thinker right that's one of them and then the other one is are you a strategic thinker or are you a technical tactical kind of uh, like what kind of work do you like doing there do you like doing tactical work where you're kind of ground level dealing with the actual technicalities. Or are you more of a strategy, higher level, you know? So, uh, yeah. So uh, think about those things. Um, they're tremendously helpful because once you figure out what you know you are, if you've run up against something, this is where it's super, super helpful. Once you know what you suck at, basically, you can give it to somebody else who actually has a gift in that area. And believe it or not, yes, uh, there are things that you think are super frustrating that other people absolutely love to do. And they could get it done much faster than you. A perfect example that I have is, uh, I remember there was a, yeah, there was something that I took, you know, I was was building a funnel one time. Actually, this happened in multiple different instances where I was trying to build stuff. And uh, yeah, one of them was a a membership site that I was working on uh, for this math product that we released a little while ago. Uh, Well, actually, we're kind of, we're still in the process for releasing it. Um, but I helped build the membership site and and do the copywriting and the funnel work and everything the strategy for that and uh doing the back end part of the the site construction I was just copying code uh and I, like and just making a i was i actually was making a playlist of these audio um recordings and I was basically copying this h t m l. code from one part of one site and bringing it over to a different site and it was just all this copy and paste work and and I've done stuff like that before and uh, I know from experience I'm like that would have taken me probably two or three days but 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 I found a guy who specialized in this um, and uh, he was a Fiverr guy really great uh, virtual assistant he was an unbelievable at this kind of stuff and his work was perfect like he never had any errors in it and uh, you know he got it done in about two hours. So it was totally worth the price that I paid. Me paying him whatever it was that I paid him, it opened up those three days. Like what would have taken me three days? I just paid him a one-time fee. He came in, got it done in two hours. It was absolutely immaculate. And that left those next three days for me completely mentally open, you know? Because again, I'm a linear thinker, so I can't multitask. So I can't be doing that and 10 other things. So Just putting that on his place, I was able to focus my mind all on one thing, uh, which was whatever the next part of that project was, I don't remember. Um, And uh, yeah, while he was getting the work done, it was just amazing. So keep those things in mind. You start to take note of those, what type of thinker you are, strategic or uh, tactical. Um, and really that's actually also, I forgot to mention this part. That's actually how you work too: strategy or tactical, right? It's not just your thinking, but it's like the actual job functions that you're doing, what your brain can handle in terms of how you're performing. So strategy versus tactical and then parallel versus linear. If you kind of start mapping out, um, how you think your brain works. And you, now that you kind of like understand the difference in those, and if you don't, maybe I didn't explain it very well. So I apologize. I'm kind of shooting from the hip here. I didn't even plan this podcast episode um, just because I was so excited about it. I just wanted to go and talk about it uh, and give you guys an update. So, um, yeah. Uh, but now that you have those kind of mapped out, and uh, hopefully you understand a little bit more about – you know how how your brain can work in those situations once you start figuring out where your strengths are you can play off those strengths and once you know where the weaknesses are you can try to work on them or you can try to outsource them to somebody who has gifts in whatever area you're struggling with um so yeah that's the last part of this is don't be afraid to ask for help on this stuff Again, there are people who love, love, love doing the things that you hate to do, uh, and they can get them done a lot faster. So don't be afraid to start outsourcing. I would actually suggest going on Fiverr, start experimenting by trying to find a, a virtual assistant. It's something most everybody can afford in their lives. Maybe not everyone, but in general, there are some virtual assistants around the globe where the dollar is really strong. For instance, the guy that I was working with, I think he was in Pakistan, um, he's one of multiple i have another guy that i work with in nigeria who does really great work and uh there's another guy in um bangladesh and so i work with these guys fairly frequently and uh really amazing workers and the dollar is very strong where they are at so you know you know 5 or 10 bucks to them is like a full day's pay but thankfully like you know little no name entrepreneurs you know out there are able to kind of you know they're able to utilize that to their advantage um, while they're providing someone a really good pay in their own country and it's not brink of the bank for the entrepreneur. So, um, so yeah, I would highly suggest it. Um, you can start clearing your, your mind of useless things that you're not good at and give them to other people. It's going to open up so much more for you. Um yeah, actually, there's a whole book on that called The 4-Hour Workweek. It's really unbelievable. Uh, if I even think to link it in the description, I will. Um, I might not. I might forget about it by the time I'm done recording this episode. But whatever. That's just how things go. So anyway, um, yeah, we're coming up on about 40 minutes. Yeah, so we'll kind of end this now. But uh, yeah, I miss talking to everyone. Um, if any of you are listening, you can always reach out to me You know, in the comments section. Um, I really love getting you know, customer feedback, customer, I say customer, you guys are not my customers, you're my listeners. I really love getting listener feedback from people who are actually having um, problems now, right? So if you're having any issues, and you really need to know whether it's about, you know, email marketing, marketing, or e commerce, promoting yourself with paid ads, um, outsourcing. um, I'm trying to think you know, copywriting, coming up with a message that actually grabs people that makes them want to buy whatever you're trying to sell, you know, if you're a infopreneur, musician, uh, you know, trying to hawk CDs, you know, uh, you're selling t-shirts, whatever it is, um, I'm pretty much from my Amazon selling, you know, i kind of done everything in the book, I've, I've made my rounds, and, uh, yeah, I love it all, so, uh, yeah, if you have any questions about anything, like let me know what you want to hear. I'm uh, more than happy to record podcast episodes. Also, if you want to be a guest, man, I love having guests on this podcast. Some of you know that I've had guests, and uh, I really love uh, just talking to people. So if you ever want to come on, you're having some issues, um, I'm more than happy to talk with you about them and get them straightened out. So, All right, I hope all you have a good week, and I'll talk to you whenever I talk to you.